Taria Vision Avant, the queen of book profiting, and you guys are now tuned in to the Denia Azure radio show. Y'all stay tuned. Good morning, Taria, and welcome to Denia Azure radio. How are you, Miss Lady? I'm doing amazing, darling. How about yourself? I am phenomenal. So excited to have you on. Last time we talked, um, uh, was like 2015, like actually like I have like an actual interview, so I'm super, super excited yes. to have you on the show today. See, when I talked, the last time I talked to her was when she was still doing MLM, way before this whole, now y'all know her as an author, TEDx speaker. I was like, well, okay, talk about leveling. I'm hello, hello, hello. Yes. Wow, long time, long time coming for sure. Oh my yes, God. Yes, ma'am. So how did you originally get into the whole MLM situation? Okay, so to keep a long story short, in a right. short story long, no, okay, but no, uh, I've always had the the aspiration to be an entrepreneur. So ever since I can remember, I mean, even, you know, in my teen years, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. To fast forward to how I got into the industry, um, I had moved to Atlanta, Georgia to start a multimedia company doing websites and things like that. One of the guys who I was doing a website for, a party promoter in Atlanta, still party promoter, he was like, listen, come to my house. It's this girl. She's making money. Da, 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 da. And by the way, I wasn't making no money doing the websites like that, right? So I was like, let me check it out. So I came over there and I had an opportunity to meet this young lady at the time. I think she had just got her first like $80,000 check. And in my mind, I was like, well... If she can make 80000 I know I can at least make 5000 You know what I'm saying? So right. I got started. I never wanted to be in the industry because I, you know, just like I had been told from a lot of people that those things don't work. Um, but I was in a situation where I needed something to happen for me. So I got started and man, it was one of the best decisions, not just financially wise, but as far as leadership wise that I have ever taken. Okay, definitely. So how long did you do that? How long did you do that for? So I was in the one company for about nine months. And then I went to maybe a couple of months before I transitioned out. I went to this conference with this lady named Danny Johnson. And I was like, whoa. And I fell in love with like personal development, right? And so I knew that at that moment, I needed to get into a space where I had a little bit more leadership. I was looking for something more. Um, it was kind of like hitting that glass ceiling, right? And so that's when I started to look for some other opportunities. And I joined another company where we were actually selling coffee. That was around 2010. And I stayed in that company for about four to five years. I say four to five because I was an active distributor for four, four years or so. But like uh, five, I mean, no, I was an active distributor for about five years, but I really only did the business for about four years because between that year, 2014 and 15 is when I went through some extremely difficult times as far as emotionally. Definitely, definitely. So what do you what do you think was well, the, uh, the main piece that made you stand out above the rest when it came to uh, MLM? For, for multi-level marketing, let me tell you something. Well, first and foremost, when it comes to the network marketing industry, one thing that I paid attention to many of the leaders is that they had an ability to speak and they also were consistently in front of the room. The person that makes the most money is the one who controls the room. And so I started paying attention to that. And so I started asking as much as I possibly could, can I speak? 
Can I get him, you know, can I do the meeting? Can I do a call? I was willing to do that. But then another thing is that on top of being a great speaker in the industry of network marketing, you also got to be good at recruiting and not just recruiting into your organization, but also recruiting down. And so we would do different things within our group to help inspire recruiting down. Like what I mean is like keeping people inspired showing different things that you can do to help people um, stay engaged, recognizing your organization. By the way, majority of most people that do get into network marketing do not make a substantial income. So there has to be a reason why people stick and stay. And so some people stay into network marketing because it's a community. Some people stay because of the recognition. And so outside of just paying people, I also realized what people really love and that's to be noticed, right? Let's just be real. That's why social media is such an addiction because the people are addiction to the notice, right? We're addiction to that attention, as Chris Rock said. And so, <laughs> and so I learned how to be able to really tap into that. And I think that's what helped me. So on top of helping people to get paid, but showing them, you know, that they matter, that they're being recognized and also creating community. Definitely. Absolutely. So what made you want to become an author? So, you never wanted to be an author. Hello. Um, <laughs> Why does it, it seems like every single time you say it's like, I never wanted to do this, but it's kind of happened. Right, it did. It happened. So, at the time, I was a diamond in the company. And, um, you know, I had finally hit this level of success. It took me exactly 18 months to hit it. So, what I started doing was reaching out to different types of you know, professionals, lawyers and doctors. I felt like, you know, at this point, I'm making a great income. Um, I'm making, I'm, you know, I'm the top three percentile as far as income, not just in the industry of network marketing, but in the US. So I'm like, okay, I've earned my stripes, right? So I sat down with this dude that I had just met when I had moved to Atlanta. He was a lawyer. And um, when we were sitting down, he, you know, we were just catching up. He was like, so, you know, um, well, I was asking him first, so how you been? He's like, oh, I just made partner. I, I'm engaged, you know, all these great things. And he's like, well, how you been? And I was like, well, I'm doing great. I have a coffee business that I'm in. And, and he was like, what? You got your own coffee? I was like, well, not exactly. I'm actually a distributor for a company. And child, his energy just shifted immediately to where it was like he no longer really wanted to be there. I could tell. And so at that moment, I realized that just, I've heard it said, but it's a large population of people who don't really respect the multi-level marketing industry as business, even though to make six figures in the industry, you don't work your tail off. Okay. Totally, yes. And so I was like, all right. And I had just went to a seminar that talked about books. I had also previously um, had invested into a course where we wrote a public domain book, but it wasn't like my own book. And it was like, it clicked for me. Taria, if you want people to respect you, you have to position yourself as an authority figure. And so instead of writing a book about multi-level marketing, I wrote a book about success. In fact, this is my, my first book right here. Let me zoom in real quick so y'all can see. A six Nice. Awesome. It used to be called A Vision of Freedom. But I wrote that book with the intention of using it as a recruiting tool as well as to build my influence in the space of entrepreneurship. So that's why I wrote the first book. And when I tell you, the doors started opening up like crazy. Like, I mean, I had organizations saying, can you come and speak? Can you come and teach? Never before wow. inviting me. So it was like, wow. And now, how did I get into coaching? I don't know if you're going to ask me that, but there's... I was, I was, gonna, I was going to that next, but go oh. ahead. <laughs> so if I could be transparent. So what happened was when I wrote the book, right? 
I'm so excited because now I have a tool that I can use to recruit. I was also using it within my organization. I said, listen, if you hit this level, I'm going to send you five copies of my book that you can give out to prospects for, you know, and then giving them samples of coffee and stuff. It was just a great idea, right? Well, we had a leadership meeting with our top leaders of the company, and I was called out in front of everybody, not specifically by name, but it was said that, well, we have one of our, we have some diamonds that are writing books. And I was like, what? And he was like, basically, like, if you're trying to build your own brand or be bigger than the platform, then you can't be, or if you're trying to be builder, be bigger than the group, then you can't be on the platform. And I felt- Wait a second, hold on. Because I've heard this before. Mm -hmm. So basically, let me get this right. So you are top three in the country, Mm -hmm. right? You've been- Hyping them up, hyping them up for years, making them look great. Even yes. kind of, you know, hesitant, but you have been the one that's like the one saying, "Network marketing is awesome." Yada yada yada. And they tell you if you are trying to be bigger than us, then you can't be a part of us without saying it directly. But basically, mm-hmm. even yeah. though you're like it's almost a face companies, the industry. Yeah, yeah. They were like, yeah, you cannot try to be on the platform. And yeah. it's and, and honestly, it's not all companies, but that's it's it's suffering from lack mentality, if I could be transparent. Because if you have a fear that I'm gonna be so much bigger than the company, that means that you lack and you have a lack of understanding of how abundant God is. If anything, it made us look better. Wow, you got leaders that are not only, you know, building organizations, they're building lives for themselves, building brands, building legacies for themselves, but they didn't exactly. see it like that. And, and girl, let me tell you something. Not only did he not see it because before to me, everybody's like, oh, shoot, you got your book. Congratulations. How can I get a copy? But I ain't no fool. I knew do not bring copies to this meeting. And <laughs> yeah. meeting child, everybody wasn't saying nothing to me. Like when I say the energy shifted so quickly and I said, wow, wow I am totally misunderstood. I was like, this is out of control. And now at that moment, I knew that that company, it was time for me to transition. But also I knew that it was time for me to educate. And so I have made it my business. And it's very difficult, especially for leaders, top leaders in multi-level marketing to truly understand the power of being an author, because Mm -hmm. it's an amazing, if you learn how to leverage your book, right, right. But this is something I've also seen now with many authors, they don't know how to market themselves. They don't know how to properly use their books and they don't know how to keep a book and turn it into multiple streams of income. So that's the, that's the challenge that we're now tackling on today. That's amazing. And Saria, this vision I want is my guest here on tonight's radio. Y'all hearing it for yourselves. Y'all hearing it for yourselves. You know, I think the biggest thing that I've heard is the fact of, you know, some of these companies don't want you to be, they want you to be a part of a company, but not necessarily be your own brand. And that is very sad because it's like, yeah. why wouldn't you want somebody to, you know, be digging you up and all, all over the world as well as building themselves up? Yeah. It's not about that. So and and, and again, I won't say it's all. I got, in fact, I got a good friend, uh, David Imonitier, who co who is now co partnered or co created a company called Envision You. He's totally opposite. Like he wants people to build their brands. He wants them to, you know, build their own platform because because of 
him teaching others to do that in a previous company, he was able to become the top income earner in the industry of network marketing. So I love that we have new leaders that are coming on board who are not suffering from that mentality. Unfortunately, yeah. when, you know, a lot of old school heads, right? Because this is just what they were taught. Um, and a lot of times in the industry, you only duplicate what you're taught. So I'm glad to see that we have leaders that are coming into the forefront who understand the power of building up a brand. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to coaching people to write books, what made you decide to be like, you know what, I'm not just going to do this for myself. I'm going to teach other people how to succeed in writing books. So God, I think at a young age, people used to call me bossy, but it wasn't bossy. I was not bossy. I just <laughs> always had the spirit of coaching. You understand what I'm saying? But I had to learn how to apply it in the right way. But I have always, since I can remember, been the girl where if I see something and I feel like we can create a solution for it, I'm always trying to, you know, scrounge up. Let's see what we can do. Let's create a solution. That has always been my thing. And because of the way that I was treated in the industry, I wanted to be able to become a voice. Now, if I could be honest, it was a very, it was an uphill battle because when I made a decision to leave the industry of networking and start my own coaching business, this is where a lot of people, especially top leaders from the industry, where they give up because honey, I thought that I would go into coaching and like, when I used to do meetings in MLM, I would have 500 people easily come show up to see me speak. I, I do my own workshop. It was like 20 some people in the room. I said, no, what in the world? <laughs> what right. happened, right? And I'm not going to get into all of that of what happened there. But what I will tell you is I had to climb my way up out of this. And so for years, I've had to stay consistent with my messaging. I have always had the vision of being able to help individuals who were in my position learn how to be able to build something for themselves. Let's just be real. Whenever you're building a network marketing company, whenever you're working a job, which by the way, none of them should we ever be ashamed of because they are great opportunities for us both. You're also building the dreams and goals of somebody else. And so God forbid, just like what happened to me, you know, the previous company that I was in, the first one, when they found out that I was in another company, y'all, they, they stripped my check. Now they never strip my. I've heard about, yeah, I've heard about that before too. I'm like, they'll strip your I'm like, so, we, so if I'm not making enough money here, you want me just to stay here, right? And what what? And, and and just slowly fall to nothing. So yeah, so but yeah. they never did that in the last company. They never stripped my check, but that's because I was never in another network marketing company. However, the thing is that lets you know you never you don't own these companies, and there's nothing mm -hmm. wrong with able to leverage the industry and build it up and build the income. But at the end of the day, nobody can take my business from me. What I have built since 2015 up to today, nobody can take me away from it. They can't shut down my office. They can't shut down my income. Only person that can shut down their income is me. I can stop doing it, right? And so I had a desire to show other people, even if you decide you still want to build a networking company, write a book so that you can leverage your book and be able to position yourself as an expert outside of the industry. Build your own brand. I've just, I've just had that passion. And then I started helping people to write these books. And I started seeing how, you know, once they, oops, once they launched the book, like they knew they had a great launch, but then 90 days down the line, child, that book, we ain't heard from the book, seen the book, nothing. They stopped right. marketing themselves. And so that's why we started in 2019 Book Profits Club. So not only did I have a purpose of being able to help you to write a book, right? Write the right book, but also how to leverage it. Because if you truly right. learn how to leverage it, you shouldn't be working, you know, 20 million hours a, a day 
You shouldn't have right. to be stressed out. You shouldn't have to be doing things that you don't love doing. When you figure out what it is that you have been called to do, you can leverage your book, leverage your coaching, leverage your products, leverage your services to work two to four hours a day if you wish. If your desire is to make five to $10,000 a month, that's about two, four hours a day. So I've been able to teach individuals how to do just that. That is definitely what's up. So what have been some of the challenges that you have faced as an African-American woman in the author space? Um, well, I don't think as a as a woman in the author space, an African-American woman, I haven't faced any challenges to be to be transparent. At least I've never seen them or noticed them. I, honestly, that I haven't it, it, just because of my 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 race or even my sex, I've not experienced just I think overall as an entrepreneur, period. The things that I've maybe experienced as far as challenges are, you know, being able to effectively collaborate with people, um, being able to, shucks, expansion. Can we talk about, you know, hiring staff? The woo I just started hiring my <laughs> staff right. for the past yeah. years. It's expensive to have a staff. People don't know yeah. that. Like, you know, a lot of us are solopreneurs. I have a staff where we meet three times a week with my main staff. And then I have staff that I don't meet. I mean, I have editors and formatters. We have cover designers. We have project managers. We have three assistants, um, virtual assistants. We have, I even have coaches that are now on board. So that has been for me, expanding has been great, a great challenge and then collaborating. And let me, let me talk about that. Now, this is what I will say in regards to, I won't attribute it to being a black woman, but I will attribute it to my community as a whole, black people, black and brown people. Mm -hmm. um, collaborating has been a challenge, like being able to find other people. So last, well, this year, January, I decided, Denia, that I was no longer going to do book writing as far as my three-day book camps anymore. Why? Because I have so many people in my network that I can refer business to that are publishers. And I can focus on what we're doing here in Book Profits Club. So listen, you're a publisher. Let me send a client to you. And then because I've sent them to you, just give me a little commission. And then once they're done, send them to me so I can teach them how to market themselves, right? Right. Okay. The, you would think that sounds simple. But child, it's not that simple. In our community, we say, Denia, be, Denia might say, you know what, that sounds great. I'm not talking about you specifically. But, right, but let's say we say, that sounds great. But you know what, I'm going to teach people how to market as well. I'm going to teach people how to right. do this as well. And so it's like, because we want to try to keep everything in. Now, this is the thing. Because we talk about collaborating all the time, but the challenge is, is our community really don't know how to collaborate. We just like to throw the word out. It's cute. It sounds amazing. But right. I think one of the things that we have to start doing as a community is, is make sure that people understand our expectations of what I'm looking for in a collaborator. We make assumptions. We say, listen, if I send you 10 clients, I hope you send me to 10 too, or at least one. And then when they don't, because we never had that clarification up front, we get upset about the situation. But the question is, did you guys come up with an agreement up front and understanding what you guys are expecting from each other? So for me, it's not that I'm upset about my brother or my sister who shaded the heck out of me. Because by the way, I referred over a quarter million dollars in business to coaches last year. Not Whoa. one of them referred me a dollar. The ones who referred business to me, I hadn't even referred them business, right? And so, which is crazy. But whose fault is that? It's not my fault. I mean, it's not their fault. It's my fault. Why is it my fault? 
because I should have made sure that they understood what I expected from them as well. As black people, y'all, we got to stop being so quick to pointing fingers at everybody else and seeing how could we have made that situation better. We are not too far removed from being slaves. And so the trauma that mm. our great ancestors experienced technically is still in us. We are mm. still dealing with the trauma, even though we don't know it. So think right. about it. our great, great, great grandfather and mother, they were slaves for the most part, most of us, right? They were slaves. Their only thing was survival. Then once they came out of slavery, it was not only survival, but, you know, survival from being from racism, but survival from being able to, you know, sustain a lifestyle, live for yourself. And, you know, we've just been taught that you got to be first. You got to be first. You can't trust nobody. People that made up stuff like don't tell people your business, black. That was somebody that black that made up. I don't even know who made up. Uh, what they say, if you want things done right, you got to do it yourself. I never heard a person of another nationality say that. That is our community. So in order for our community to grow and be able to be better at collaborating, we got to stop pointing fingers. And we mm -hmm. have to learn that, okay, what did I play? How did I play a part in that? And how can I do better? Sorry, I go off on a tangent when I talk about collaboration. No, I, no absolutely. I, I love that. You know, I think it is so, so important um, to be able to, to build relationships. Yes. Real time. Yes. Not just say, you know, that's my brother, brother, that's my brother, that's my sister, yada, yada, yada. And then not actually do the work, mm -hmm. not actually help one another. Mm -hmm. You know, I say it all the time. You know what makes people go viral? Comments, mm -hmm. saves, shares, and that's it by a bunch of people. The first time I went viral on a client's page, I was like, wait, that's it? It's just comments, saves, and shares. Mm -hmm. So what's happening right now is that we're making all the stuff go viral that doesn't need to. I was like, I shouldn't know what an island boy is. Like, I'm so confused on why I even know that. But because people want to share, oh, that's so bad. Let me share it. That's not how social media works. Mm -hmm. you, you shared your people share their, their friend stuff as much as they share these people that don't care about them. Yeah, their friends would be able to go viral like that. And, and can we say something about that? Okay. No, I am. Ask your friend to share it. Like, why? You know, we get so upset. My friend ain't even sharing my stuff. Okay, did you ask them? Well, I didn't know I needed to ask them. You do. Okay, you listen. Do. It just is what it is, y'all. We got to stop, you know, taking everything so personal about stuff. You know, if you want your friends to assist you at an event, ask them. I had to learn that this last year for my conference. I should have asked several of my friends because they have so many great skill sets, but I just never ask. I just assume that, you know, like, well, they'll they'll tell me if they want to help. No, 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 no. Right. That's not the responsibility of your friends. These are your friends. They're not your clients. They're not your coworkers. They're not your, you know, customers. They are your friends and family. So if you want your friend to share it, I got a girlfriend right now who's an influencer, honey. She don't have no problem with, with telling me, hey, friend, can you share that post that I just posted? And I've learned a lot. And so we get upset about certain things that I think we should not, because again, you know, it's just, it's just, it's trauma that has been passed down into us. And in order for us to change that, y'all, we've got to start being, a, being okay with talking about those things, yes. sharing how we feel. Hey, can you do this for me? Asking for help and watch what can happen for you. Absolutely. You know, yeah. it, it was, it was so, it's so funny. Cause like, I was like, well, I was when I was coming to ask for the interview, I was like, well, let's see. I'm like, she's got she's got like 40 49k Instagram followers, so she might not want to do the interview with someone that only has four thousands, but 
Girl, <laughs> how many people who just make assumptions that I I don't care, girl? You can have one listener on your show. I'm gonna come up on this show, and that one listener is gonna get this smoke. Do you hear me? Because I don't do this for just the likes and the comments and the shares, as you said, right? This is my purpose. God has called me to do this, and so if it takes me touching one person who could touch ten, who could touch a thousand, who could touch a million, I'm gonna do that, and I'm gonna give it my all. You know what I mean? So yeah, anybody watching, never hesitate. No matter who it is, all they can tell you is, no, I can't do it. Or just not respond, but you got to be willing to ask. And so thank you for inviting me. I appreciate oh, it. It's an honor. I, I love, I've always loved your energy. That's why I've you know, been following and sharing your stuff, all that, because you, I've, I've watched your growth. And now, Miss Lady, you are a TEDx teacher. How did that come to be? Two times? Two times. Yes, honey. How did that come to be and what was that experience like? Well, let me tell you something. It's so funny because uh, we're working on some things, hopefully soon, for TEDx that we're going to be doing. Uh, but I was just talking to the young lady who actually organized the first one. So let me tell you first how it happened. This is why yes. keeping your stuff to yourself is retarded. So I do what is called vision pictures. I don't do vision walls. I do pictures of where I see myself going. And so uh, like that's, you know, December, whatever, I had put up a picture that I wanted to be a TEDx speaker. I just put TEDx on my picture in a frame. I framed it. And I put it on social media that, look at y'all, here's my vision wall. Listen, I like to put my business out there because a lot of times people will reach out. So I put it on a wall. And then um, within a week or so of me posting it, Dr. Stevie Aisha Mills said, hey, I know someone who's actually doing auditions for a TEDx in Georgia. And so do you want to, do you want to try out? Heck yeah. I mean, listen, I, listen, I put it up there. A lot of us put our dreams and goals up and then when presented, let me pray, let me think, no, I'm ready. And so, um, I had to submit in a video and I did, when I submitted the video, I was then approved. Now this process was actually a 12 month process because a lot of people don't know with those TEDx talks, they're typically memorized. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm used to talking for like seven hours off the top of the dome. You know what I'm saying? So I had eight minutes to talk and we had to go through several practicing sessions and things like that. It was very, very scary. Now, right when we decided to do this as well, um, I want to say like I was accepted into the program maybe two months later or three months is when the world shut down. So we already knew oh, that wow. we were going to be able to have a physical event. So it was all virtual. We had one of the very first virtual TEDx experience ever. And so I had to do it virtually. So the video that you see, I'm literally in my house. I created like a black backdrop and I wasn't even using like this kind of a camera. I had like a, a high definition um, web camera. I had an external mic because I wanted my audio to be crispy, but it was, it was amazing. And now to the point where yeah. we even provide over um, in my company, we provide over 1500 uh, active TEDx opportunities that are looking for speakers because that was honestly like a bucket list and now my goal is not only to speak in TEDx but to create opportunities for other speakers and coaches to speak on TEDx stages as well so we went to South Africa uh, last year and we did what is called like a TEDx experience where everybody was authors and we were able to be on panels and that was absolutely amazing as well so TEDx is dope it's definitely bucket list if you are a speaker coach honey you need to get that on your title TEDx yes. okay <laughs> That is so awesome. I love it. I'm, I love everything 
about uh, your energy and everything that you're doing. And I appreciate you uh, for giving back because you could have just been like, I got my millions. I'm chilling. I'm good. I don't have to y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but you said, I yeah. know I'm going to give back and build people up. And I really, really appreciate you for that. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Definitely. So tell me about this 10K book club. Well, okay, so the name of our club is the Book Profits Club. But yeah, so 10K book. By the way, I'm actually re-releasing this book. This is my, my latest book, Chad. Hold on, you can see it. Okay, good. Yeah. This is my latest book, the 10K book. So the thing is this. On average, 80% of most authors do not even make $10,000 a year. In fact, most of them don't even make $5,000, okay? Right. And so, you know, when I was helping all these people write books, I was like, okay, congratulations, launch your book and go off and be great. <laughs> go be great. And I mean, child, you know, some might go off and still be leveraging their books, but I was paying attention. Majority of them were in a different company. And it's what's crazy is, Denia, there are so many ways to make money. I know somebody literally right now making six plus figures teaching people jump roping. So like I know someone who makes money literally organizing, teaching people how to organize their, their homes. So there's so many ways to make money, but we get so caught up in the hype. Oh, this is another thing about my people, Chad. We easily distracted. We fall for the golden carrot. And so I realized that Many people were launching these books and they were being, honestly, if I could be transparent, disrespectful to the journey. Because I told y'all, it's been an uphill climb. And I'm talking about, if y'all ever seen The Lord of the Rings, I was just recently watching The Lord of the Rings, where his mm -hmm. name Schmeagle, he take Frodo and them up the steps. And it's like they having to climb and they slipping and they climbing and they slipping and they climb and they slip, slip, slip and fall and they climb back. Honey, that's what it's like. It's, it's work. And so a lot of times people think once I launch this book, the doors of millionaire will open up for me immediately. No, baby, that's where the real work begins. You have to be willing to be consistent marketing, have a game plan, selling $10,000 worth of books. Do you know how many books that is? That's a lot. And so I never yeah. wanted to sell $10,000 worth of books every single month. I wanted to leverage them. So with Book Profits Club, our goal is to show authors how to turn this thing right here, which is a tool. It is not your only part of your business. This is a tool. And with tools, you must use them. You got to use them. You got to use them for them to work, right? And so we teach mm -hmm. you how to turn this tool into multiple streams, even if you're not even a coach. We had a young lady recently join who's a fiction author, and we taught her how to turn her books into multiple products so that now she's not only relying upon a a $10 profit. And if you sell it on Amazon, that's like $4, fat dollars But she's not only relying upon that small profit from the book sale, but how to turn it into multiple streams. So Book Profits Club is the best club in town designed to help authors not just market their books. That's cute. I'm teaching you how to market yourself, your brand, build multiple streams of income so that you can truly continue to walk in your purpose, do what God has called you to do and impact the people that you're supposed to impact. So uh, now 10K book is my masterclass. So I know y'all see that website swirling. So I yes, yes, yes. masterclass. Oh, y'all ready to get some education? So I make things easy. I'm going to be honest, y'all. Um, 
if somebody is not willing to look at the masterclass, then you ain't trying to make no money. So like, please, like, let's, let's, let's keep it all the way real. It's about a 15 minute training where I first go over the reasons why many authors do not make any money. Then I talk to you guys about what makes a profitable book and then how to get started on that journey. I even offer a free gift that is valued, okay? It has a value of over, a co I ain't gonna tell y'all, y'all gotta register. But if you go to 10kbook.com, that is for free. Whether or not you decide to work with me or not, y'all, that's what I do. And so why am I telling you guys this? Because many of y'all make your businesses too complicated. If somebody is telling me, Taria, well, no, I don't wanna go to the site. I just wanna be able to talk to you on the phone. They're telling me they're not my ideal client. I'm trying to teach you guys how to also make your business easy for you. Imagine if every single person that wanted to talk to me every day, I made that happen. I would have no life. And so the key here is how to make your business simplified, how to be able to give great value to your audience and then turn it into where basically you're creating a residual income. So you got to first register for the masterclass. That's also where you can get copies of my book. So after you register, you'll get an opportunity to purchase copies of my book. Um, but most importantly, you're going to get that masterclass, which is going to be, I promise you, an amazing training that's going to change your perspective on why you should be an author. And for those of you who are already an author, how to properly leverage your book. Thank you. <laughs> that is definitely what's up. Super, super excited. So uh, the one thing that I would say when everything is said and done, yes. what do you want your legacy to be? So my legacy has nothing to do necessarily with books. The books is the vehicle, right? My legacy is impacting the lives of men and women in mind, body, and soul. In fact, over 20 million men and women. It used to be 10, but I had a lady come and prophesy to me. So I said, okay. Now it's funny because I had a really, really good uh, pastor friend of mine ask me, how do you calculate 20 million? See, the way that I calculate that is because I can't impact these people by myself, right? And so I'm breaking it down to how many people can I impact a year? And on average, how many people do those people impact? Because I had a direct connection to all of that, right? And so when it's all said and done, I want people to remember me for helping them in mind, body, and soul. I want people to remember me for helping them to know it's okay to be yourself. I want people to remember me for helping them in identifying why they've been through what they've been through and how to use that pain turn it into purpose and turn it into profits. Another thing is I want to help my people to understand the power of money and that we got to stop giving so much value to money and understand that it is to be used. Again, money is a tool. So it's bigger than just books. Um, you know, I speak about God daily, but also at the same time, I ain't a perfect being. And so I want people to remember me for that. She was always herself. She had a good time. And guess what? She impacted the world. Absolutely. Go ahead and tell everybody they can find you, book you, all that good sort of stuff. <laughs> so I only ever give one website, y'all. If you want access to my masterclass where I'm going to teach you again, the mistakes that authors make. So whether you've already written your book or you're thinking about the book or in between, baby, you need to register for the free masterclass. In fact, I teach that if you haven't made $5,000 with your book, that you've already done. If you didn't make five, you need to relaunch it, okay? Because you didn't do it right. You got we got to get it back to the right side because to make five thousand means you're gonna have ambassadors. So register for my free masterclass, 10kbook.com. That's where you're gonna get the best access to entry into me. Okay. From there, you can also get my books, 
You can also, you'll get my email, you'll get all my details. So go to 10kbook.com. My mission and vision for this year is to help 1,000 authors generate over $10,000 plus per month. So if you want to be one of those 1,000 for this year, then go ahead and register at 10kbook.com. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Queen. I truly appreciate you and I look forward to watching you and your authors soar this year. Thank you, Denaya. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for having me. Appreciate you as well. Be sure to tune to the new Denaya Azure Radio, broadcasting every Thursday right here on the Legacy Platform Service. Partnered with Next Legacy, this global phenomenon catered to the growth of music evolution of all genres. Birthed with the Chi-Town grassroots, this programming targets a soulful sound stream that centers from hip-hop, neo-soul, R&B, hot rock, and a whole lot more. The first of its kind to house a next Legacy Honor soundtrack, we honor living artists on a weekly basis with diverse interviews to international music mixes to album reviews and a new music track list this go-to station is for listeners of all ages see why millions tune in every single week from across the globe whether you need something great to listen to on your way to work or you refuse to miss out on our pop hour tonight azure radio provides listeners with hours of pure entertainment don't forget to download the next legacy app at www.denyaazure.com and hit the next legacy tab Next Legacy.